Welcome to the Bethesda Christian Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit yourbcc.org or download our mobile app from the App Store. I trust that you were worshiping together with us in your home. And uh, as strange and as odd and uh, out of sync as this feels, God's in it all. We trust him. What a week. What a, a just a crazy uh, week that we've had. But what a morning, too. I don't normally do this. But this morning, I've connected on the Facebook Live. I'm watching the service. Uh, not really watching, I'll say. I've got, it, uh, I've got it on my phone. So many of you are responding on the Facebook Live, letting us know you're watching. Thank you. That is so encouraging. So if you want to throw an amen in there or uh, I'm watching live, what an uplifting, great, unifying uh, nod that is to us. Thank you. I'm seeing people from all across, really, the country. I know I saw Bill Wood yesterday from Florida. I saw my niece from North Carolina this morning. Thank you all for connecting and continue to let us know. Uh, it's... it's Look at it go. That is encouraging. That is encouraging. Did we plan this? Absolutely not. Uh, I have said so often, you never know what a day is going to hold. Unplanned things, they happen. Unexpected things happen. Sometimes difficult and trying situations come along. They seemingly arise out of nowhere into our lives, that these things happen, though, is not unusual. Unexpected things will happen. They have happened. They are going to happen into the future. And, of course, they're happening right now. How odd is it for me to be standing up in front of an empty sanctuary? But I know, I know your hearts are with us. Uh, we, we did have some forewarning, though, about uh, the spreading of this uh, virus across the globe. We talked about it. I, I brought it up on the first Sunday of February. As a matter of fact, uh, I recall that just saying, let's put it into God's hands, not be fearful. But who really could have predicted how it would spread? Nobody could really predict with precision how this thing was going to spread around uh, how our own government was going to respond and uh, how it would interrupt and, and just uh, infect and be a part of our daily lives in a way that we didn't want. Now, someday we're going to look back on this. And when we look back on what's happened, I don't think so much the discussion is going to be all about uh, this illness and the virus, as much as it's going to be, how did we respond? How was it that we responded as a nation of people? How did we respond as a church? How did we respond as individual Christians? And I want to take some time this morning to briefly address those three areas, to talk about that, how we're responding as a nation, a church, and individual Christians. And I want to start first by talking about the church. We are responding here at Bethesda Christian Church 
subject to the authority that is over us. And I want you to know that the decision that we came to here that was not easy, but we're not being singled out for persecution. The Christian church isn't being singled out. We didn't make the decision lightly. We did not make it out of fear or worry, though, because we were responding to our civil leaders. We were responding to the government. And our governor has called us to curtail large meetings. And uh, again, it was across the board. It wasn't discrimination against the Christian church. It's affected far more than just our church, of course. It's, it's affected most all of our lives, our workplaces, our schools, the, the places that we shop. And we want to respond biblically. So we are responding biblically. And I want to share with you some of the biblical passages that support our response. So I want to read to you 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 13 to 17, and also Romans 13, verses 1 and 5. They say this, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be the emperor as supreme, or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Probably hard words for Peter to write when Nero was emperor. Now this is Romans 13 verses 1 and 5. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. So we're submitting to our governing authorities. We've not been singled out. And I want you to know that it was painful. It was hard. It was difficult for us. And it was difficult for me to write a letter to express to you that we are going to be meeting online only. That God's house wasn't going to be full of people. But I want to take a minute too to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you to express my gratitude that the love that you've shown, I want to express my gratitude, Julie's gratitude, all of the uh, ministerial team here. We have been uplifted and encouraged by you because you've supported what's going on in terms of the decision we've made. I just want to share with you a few of the uh, text messages, emails that I received. One says, our family will be watching, praying, and standing strong. Another, looking forward to church online and fasting on Wednesdays. Another, we'll be watching. Here's another. God has allowed a microscopic virus that has forced the entire nation into a Sabbath rest and fast. Thank you to calling us to fast on Wednesdays. And then this great note. The devil does not understand the persistence of a committed fasting church of believers who know there is power in the name of Jesus. We will be equipped with more of an anointing than ever before to reach the lost, heal the sick, and set free those who are in bondage in Jesus' name. Get ready, church, to be used by God in a mighty way for the glory of God. 
Wonderful encouragement. I could read to you many, many more notes, text messages that I've received uh, the past couple of days. There is such a great sense of unity that I, I am feeling. Even though we can't be here together, it is really beyond any that I have felt to date. And I, I, still see, I still see all the hearts rising here on the, the live stream. That's truly, truly unifying. I had no idea about these days when we began the Lenten season and when our Lenten prayer guide was being worked on. You know, we said, hey, church, let's unite. Let's pray. And I had no idea that our unity would be tested. And I want to say, thank God. Thank you, God, that we remain united. I have heard you. I feel your prayers and I sense your spirits and I'm definitely grateful to all of you. A number of years ago, there was an elderly gentleman in our congregation that moved to Texas. His name was Richard Eunice and Richard would call me once a week. He'd maybe spend about 10 minutes on the phone with me just to catch up, but always to pray. He'd ask about my family I would ask about his. We'd talk over maybe things that occurred during the week, things happening at the church, and then we'd pray. And I remember Richard saying to me once as he sat in Texas and I here in Michigan, he said, Patrick, there's no distance in our prayer. And you know, that's right. I said, Richard, you're right. You're in Texas, I'm in Michigan. In the Spirit of God, the spirit of our creator God is with us both. And that's true today. That's true right now. There is no distance between us right now. We're united by Christ Jesus. And as I speak to you this morning, we're united together. And that's a reality to me more than ever. And I want to say thank you for the way you've responded as a church. Thank you for being in unity, in unity in the spirit. Now, how we respond in these uncertain times as individuals, that's also going to be looked back on. We're going to look back on this as a church and say we were together. Now, as individuals, I've encouraged you, and I will continue to exhort all within my listening voice to be pillars of strength, to exude confidence, to exercise wisdom and good judgment. Two weeks ago, I spoke to the congregation about putting on the armor of God. Put on the full armor of God and stand. And instead of living in fear and dread, let's minister to those who are fretting, to those who are in fear, to those who have been rocked by the stock markets to those who are worried about this virus spreading into their home we have the wonderful counselor we know the prince of peace we know the truth and his name is jesus and jesus was the one who could say to the raging storm peace be still and he can still do that only he can settle the storm in the heart only he can settle the anxiety that churns inside of a soul. Now is not the time to shrink in fear. Now is the time to rise in strength. The strength of God 
to take on the powers of this dark world. So share with those the reason for your peace. Share with those the reason that you have courage. His name's Jesus. Tell those in a panic why you can stand with peace and with poise. Jesus, put on that belt of truth I talked about two weeks ago. And wrap the whole armor of God around you and stand firm. And let this be our response. And I want to give you some more from the word of God. Some more to give you strength and courage as individuals. The word of God is rich. And it has so many passages that can reassure us in these times of uncertainty. During times of distress. During calamity. Uh, ultimately, we know God is sovereign. And the word of God tells us that. Reassures us. Lifts us. This morning, to inspire, to bolster us as people of God, I've selected a brief passage from Isaiah chapter 28. At the time of Isaiah's message, his nation had many similarities to our 21st century U.S. of A. The people were prosperous. They were overindulgent. They had turned away from God. They turned their backs on God completely. God wasn't needed for their security. They were prideful. They were self-reliant. They were independent. They looked down on the helpless. They looked down on the needy. And they considered they were safe. They considered they had a safe refuge. And where was that safe refuge? It was in themselves. It was in their prosperity. It was in their affluence. They said, we can take care of ourselves. They were capable without God. That was the attitude. They mocked God, and they bragged about how nothing can touch us. That's the brag that we read about in Isaiah chapter 28. If something overwhelming comes, an overwhelming scourge comes upon us, the people bragged, we got this. It can't touch us. And you know what? Isaiah described it as a covenant of death. He said, you're believing a lie. Isaiah would tell the people in chapter 28, an overwhelming scourge is coming, and it will beat you down, and it will carry you away. Stop your mocking of God. Listen and pay attention. And Isaiah made a declaration. He made a declaration of hope in the midst of this message that was coming against the people. He gave a declaration of hope in the middle of the chapter. Isaiah 28, verse 16, says this. So this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who relies on it will never be stricken with panic. And those are great words. Those are encouraging, uplifting words. A scourge has come upon us. It need not beat us down. It doesn't have to overwhelm us. It's not going to carry us away when we have a sure foundation. That stone, the precious cornerstone that is a sure foundation is Jesus. For the one who relies on him will not be stricken with panic. We know this precious cornerstone. That is a reference to our Jesus. 
After Jesus walked to this earth, after he was crucified to pay the penalty for our sins, and he ascended into heaven, the church began. Now soon after the ascension of Jesus, two great followers of Christ, Peter and John, testified that Jesus is our foundation. He is our cornerstone. They confirmed the word of Isaiah. These two disciples had been imprisoned. They had been uh, chained up, bound up, and taken to prison. Then they were brought before the leaders of the Jews for a hearing. Peter and John stood before those who had the power to imprison them. They stood before those who had the power to execute them. They had seen these very same men get Jesus put on a cross. They knew where they stood before this group of men. Were they overwhelmed? Were they carried away? Were they frozen with panic? Not at all. Not at all. Peter began to testify. He began to preach. He said to these men, You crucified Jesus Christ of Nazareth, but God raised him from the dead. And then Peter said this. It's Acts chapter 4, 11 to 13. Peter said, Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note of these men had been with Jesus. Peter and John had been with Jesus. Those men who had crucified Christ took note of that. They took note that Peter and John had been with Jesus. And they saw the courage of these men. Jesus was their sure foundation. They relied on him. And they were not stricken with panic. They had been with him. If nothing else, these days which we are living, it's giving us an opportunity to be with Jesus. You know what? All the sports have been canceled. Basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, professional and college. Whether it's been regular season or whether it's spring training, it's all been put on hold. Theaters are closed. There's no DSO. Museums have been closed. Travel is at a standstill. Now, I read you a note earlier that said, God has brought on us a Sabbath rest. It's a time of forced rest, unanticipated rest. What are we going to do with all this time that we would have spent in all of those entertainment venues? It's an opportunity to be with Jesus. You use that opportunity individually. Use it on your own. There's no games to watch. There's no plays. No entertainment venues. And if all this talk of viruses have made you frightened, remember Peter and John. They had courage. These men had been with Jesus. Make part of your response to all the craziness, all this 
wild days that we've never anticipated and none of us have ever lived through, make part of your response to be with Jesus. Spend time with Jesus. Open up his word. Take out the word of God and learn of him. Read it. Read it out loud. There's nothing to watch on TV. There's no movie. There, there's no place to go to. No museums open. Bust out the word of God and start to read it. Get it in you. Spend time with Jesus. And you will find that in a time when you're suffering, you too can come to say, like Paul the Apostle wrote to his protege Timothy, I'm suffering. Paul wrote, I'm suffering, but I know whom I believe, and I'm persuaded that he is able. Jesus is able. He's the cornerstone. He is the solid rock. He is a sure foundation. Instead of panic and fear and worry in our hearts, be with Jesus, and then be Jesus. That's right. Be Jesus. You know, there's no need to hoard. There's no need to panic. There will be more toilet paper and disinfectant available. It's coming. Don't worry. They're making more. The stores will have it. Don't go on Amazon and spend $300 for a case of toilet paper. Just hold on. Wait a little time. You will be able to get some. And in the meantime, be Jesus. If you see a need, or if you know of a need, be a help. Share what you have. There are some who are panicking. There are some that don't have a sure foundation. Perhaps you live next door to a person that's in a sheer panic. They're in a terror. Maybe you have something you could share with them. Maybe it's a staple like a canned good because some of the shelves at the stores have been emptied. Maybe you could share something you have. Share the physical. But then let them know about the reason why you're at peace and why you're not panicking. Let the world around you see Jesus. Let the world around all of us see followers of Jesus Christ who care and share and are fearless. Let's respond as individuals that way. As a church, you're doing wonderful. Let's stay together. As individuals, be with Jesus and be Jesus. Now as a nation, how are we responding? Now, some of you might question, might even complain about some of the decisions that our leaders have made. Now, they're, they're not perfect. They're all failable people. And perhaps they haven't done things that maybe we would have done if we were in charge. But their decisions have been made. And I want to focus on one of those decisions. And that is prayer. You know, we as Christian, Christians can pray. We pray to the true God. We pray to the living God. We pray to Jesus. And he is alive. He is the living God. I find it no coincidence that in our prayer guide, which was prepared uh, weeks ago, and continue to just use this guide, use it. 
No coincidence, I think, that we called the church to pray in unity. It was preparation for today. Keep it in front of you. There's no coincidence that this week, in our prayer guide, one of the scriptures is Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And it reads this way. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. The first church, that early church, whose leaders were John and Peter, they were being harassed, they were being arrested. They devoted themselves to prayer. Now, the President of the United States has called on the nation to pray today. There's been a national call to prayer. Now, you might not like some of the decisions that have been made by the President. You might not like some of his policies. You might despise his tweets. You might not even like his personality. You might disagree with just about everything the man's done. But he's called us to prayer as a nation and as a response nationally. I don't think there's anything better that we can do in unity as a nation but pray. Let's be united in prayer today. As I said earlier, I have a sense of unity that I never even anticipated. And I feel it. Even though I'm preaching to an empty sanctuary. I know we're together. There's no distance in our prayer. This morning we're going to heed the call of the president. And we are going to pray. And I want to ask you in your homes to pray with us. If you're in a condo in Florida. If you're in a house in North Carolina, if you're uh, up north in your cabin, I saw a note that someone's up north in their cabin. Pray with us. Pray with us this morning. And continue to pray. You know, I've called you to fast on Wednesdays. I put out a letter, and if you haven't seen it, it's on our website, first, right in front of you. You can go to yourbcc.org. And you can read the letter that I wrote, but I've called the church to fast on Wednesdays too. Let's continue to pray and let's continue to fast. And God can do marvelous things. As we close our service this morning, we're going to pray for the nation. And I want to call our ministers to come on up here and join me and to pray. And I'm going to ask these ministers of ours to uh, pray a different part or pray for a particular point Pray with us. Don't break your connection online. Stick with us. Pray in your homes. Pray over your families. And let's pray over the nation. I want to take some time to pray for our leaders, to pray for their wisdom. And Brother Barry, I'm going to ask you to pray for the uh, elders, the shut-ins, those who are alone. Many of them have been shut off from the world because the visitors aren't being allowed. Pray for the, the medical situation. Pray for God to break this virus. And uh, Brother Rob, pray for all the parents and kids. Uh, pray for the schools that are closed. Uh, we've had to close our school, Parkway Christian School. Uh, that was an order that had come down through our governor earlier in the week. And we're prepared to go to online classes as are many schools. But these teachers they had live classrooms last week. They've got to go to online classrooms. Pray over them. Pray over them. And all the, all the kids and young adults uh, that are at home. And Noah, 
Now, Noah, I just want to let you know that Noah, we had a plan for Noah this morning to commission Noah as a minister. And we're going to hold off on that until we can have these seats filled with people and his family can be here to support him. And then we're going to pray over Noah and we're going to commission him as a minister. But he's going to pray with us this morning. Noah, I want you to pray for all the people that are experiencing financial issues. Jobs have been affected. Businesses have been affected. Supplies are short. Let's just pray that God moves in those areas. And Pastor Julie, pray for peace. Pray for peace. Pray against fear. Pray that people use this time to share Jesus with others, that they will be Jesus and share Jesus. And at home, pray with us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up our nation. Our presidents, our leaders have called us to pray. And so, God, we heed the call. And we join with many others this morning who are praying over this nation, the United States of America. God, we believe your hand is on this nation. But, Lord, we know that many have strayed, many have sinned. Many need to be re repentant, God. And we just pray that as we repent of our sins, God, as we uh, have turned away from you in many ways, God, as we've been distracted by many of the things that have been taken away from us, all these entertainments, God, that if we've gone to them more than we've gone to you and turned our back on you, God, we repent. And we repent as a nation and we say, God, bless this nation. Lord, we pray that the Holy Spirit would begin to just move upon our leaders from the president, the task force that he has put together, God, and every other leader, every other person who has a position of authority in the government, from the federal government down to the state governments, down to these local governments, God, that you would begin to speak into hearts, that your, that your power and your might and your strength would be revealed through all of these that are making decisions. God, we know that you can work through people that don't even know you, that have never called upon your name. You talk to pagan kings like Cyrus and you use them, God, and you can use people who don't even call on you as God. And we pray that you would. We pray that you would put your guiding hand upon them and we pray that their decisions would be sound and they would be smart and they would be wise, God. We pray that they would be people of calm and not panic. Lord, we put our entire nation into your hands. God, we pray that you would just put your Holy Spirit in charge over this situation. Lord, settle over the White House. Lord, settle over our Capitol building. Lord, settle over all those who are making decisions that are going to affect our lives. God, move by the power and the strength of your Holy Spirit. And we trust you and we know that you can do it, God. We know that you can do it. You are the mighty God, the everlasting God. You're alive. And Father, we ask these things in the name of our Savior, our sure foundation. His name is Jesus. We ask in that powerful and that precious name, that precious cornerstone, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Elderly, Lord, as we know that this illness has targeted the elderly and especially those with a compromised Father, we pray for the elderly 
in a compromised state, Lord God, they've been separated. And Lord, we have others that are. We're going to try this all over. Start right? again. God knows. God, we love you because even you have a sense of humor. I ask that you help us to have a sense of humor at times too. But we pray right now for our elderly that are compromised in health. And that, Lord God, as each and every one of them has in areas, Lord, where they're being quarantined, they're being kept maybe even from their families. They're having to be lonely. They're being kept away from, from the outside world. And Lord, as families can to get to them, I ask that you bless them, that you help each and every one of them, that you use uh, uh, your spirit to touch them, to help them, to uh, empower them, Lord God, through your spirit, that you would help these families that just want to be with their loved ones. And so, Father, we hold, we hold up, Lord, especially those in our congregation that are elderly with a compromised um, system, that you'll protect them, that you'll keep them, and Lord, especially keep them in perfect peace, and Lord, the medical community that has to reach out to, to help them, and Lord, all the different positions in the medical community that are at the forefront of this, Lord, we ask that you protect these medical people, we ask that you protect the doctors, the nurses, Lord, the specialists, those that are even in research labs and, and everything else, that Lord, you give them wisdom and strength. Lord God, to, um, to do what you've given them the knowledge of, the ingenuity to find things and to be able to make those things work. And Lord God, that there can even be a solution through the world because of your grace and your mercy working with those people. So we pray for that entire medical community. And Father, as Pastor asked, Lord, we come against this virus Amen. from touching your people from touching those that your people touch, Lord God, those that are around them, that, Father, again, as we've heard today, there will be no fear, there will be no panic, there will be no way of us uh, taking our eyes off of you. And, Lord, I thank you for the time that, as we've heard, Lord, you've given us time now to focus more upon you. And, Lord, I ask that you would come against this virus Protect your people. Protect the people that call on the name of the Lord all over this globe. We ask it now in your precious name. And Lord, help arrest this thing in Jesus' name. All right, families and kids out there, everywhere out there, households, stand up. We're going to pray for you right now, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much for all of our families that are represented from here at Bethesda. Lord God, we pray for each and every one of their needs. We have, there's, there may be a lot of uncertainty, Lord God, but there's nothing uncertain with you when we put our trust in you. We pray in the name of Jesus that you inhabit each home, each household, whether it's just a couple or whether it's a family with kids all over, Lord God, we pray that you inhabit those homes, Lord God, as they have different time schedules now, Lord God. We pray that they find time to spend time with you, Lord God, that, we that they find time to spend time doing the things that they never thought that to, to try. But Lord God, we pray and we thank you for this time, this rest, this Sabbath that, that they have right now, Lord God. Let them find rest in you. Lord God, there's a whole lot of different plans happening in schools all across our area. 
and we pray that you are in it Amen. first and foremost yeah, at Parkway mm -hmm. as they have new technology that they're going to be spreading out to all the kids and families that they're using their iPads and laptops. Lord, we pray that all goes well with that, that they will continue to be learning um, their the, the, the reading, writing, arithmetic, but also learning more about you, God. And let, let them find unique ways to stay connected, Lord. Let this not be something that separates us, that keeps us apart, but instead draws us together through your common Amen. spirit, Lord yes, God. God we pray in the name of Jesus that you move throughout the, the public schools as well, Lord. May your fire fall down through the, through the children, through the youth, Lord God. May it go out. For, may we be renewed. Hallelujah. Passing your spirit from, from friend to friend. Telling others, Lord, all about you as we be Jesus to the people around us. Thank you, God. Bless the households in your name. Amen. Amen. And Lord, I just want to pray today, Lord, specifically for those who are going through financial issues, Lord. We know that you are a God that provides for each and every one of our needs. Lord, there's not a single person that's going to slip through the cracks that, your need, that you will not provide their needs. Lord, we trust that in, in Jesus' name. And we, we, we ask that, Lord, across this church, Lord, that you would see and meet the needs of each and every person, Lord, each and every family. Lord, even if a job has laid people off, even if it's a part-time job and there's really no vacation time, Lord, we ask that you would make a way. Amen. Lord, we sang about it this morning mm. and we believe it. We're not just singing a song because it sounds good, Lord. We believe that you really are the way maker. And so we would ask that you would do that, for Lord, in people's finances. Uh, whoever's represented here, Lord, today, whoever's praying, Lord, be with them in this situation. And God, I pray that uh, businesses, Lord, that are out there trying to uh, make productions and, and do different uh, supplies, Lord, they're struggling, Lord. There's, there's these mandates that they're trying to, to work through, Lord. I ask that you would make a way that they could continue to produce, Lord, things like toilet paper, things like bottled water, Lord, the, the things that we need at this time, Lord, make a way for that to happen as well. Lord, I pray that you would calm the hearts of anybody who is worried about the short supplies, Lord, whether it's food, water, whatever it is, Lord. You see the needs of each and every person. Lord, meet our needs. We trust that you are a God who cares about us and, Lord, who will be there for each and every one of us. Lord, God, we're thankful for it. In Jesus' name, amen. And, Lord, we are asking faster than any virus could ever spread. Lord, the truth of the gospel message spread faster and more powerful. Lord, that through this time, others would come to know you as Lord and Savior. Lord, there is nothing more important than knowing Jesus as our salvation. We pray, God, during this time that you would cause hearts to turn to you, Lord. God, for salvation for today, tomorrow, and forever. Lord, we pray, God, that hearts would be still and know that you are God. Lord, that we could rest in you, Lord God. Lord, that it would cause people to question their priorities through this time, Lord. God, that nothing would be more important than the saving grace of Jesus Christ. 
Lord, that others would come to know you through this time. Lord, that you would raise up disciples for Jesus Christ. Lord, your word says that they will know that we are your disciples by the love we have for one another. Lord, let Christians love one another. Let Christians love others through this time. Lord God, we ask God that you would settle hearts Lord God for those who have unrest Lord for those who are experiencing fear Lord that you would draw them to you Lord because in your presence there is no fear Lord in your presence there is peace that passes all understanding Lord we thank you for what you can do through this unrest Lord we thank you we praise your name because you are worthy and there is no other you are God Lord we pray God that you would be exalted exalted through this time. Lord, you are able. Lord, you are able to draw hearts to you right now, Lord God. Lord, that you would be our security. Lord, that you would be the run that we would run to through this time. Lord, as people think that their security comes through finances or the things of this world, Lord, you are our security forever. Lord, use this time to draw hearts, God, to know that we are secure in your hands. Lord, you are our everything. You are our hope. You are our provision. You are our salvation. You are our peace. There is nothing that you aren't to our, to us today, Lord. And we pray, God, for a move of your Holy Spirit. Amen. God, across this world, Lord, there are so many right now who are struggling, God, because they don't know you. Lord, draw hearts to you. God, you can use this for your good. Lord, that others would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because we know that you are in control. Lord, in a word you can speak and this virus can be arrested. Mm. But Lord, we know that your ways are not our ways. And Lord, we are trusting the work of your spirit through this time to accomplish your work here on this earth, Lord. And Lord, we are putting this situation into your hands. And we are asking that the name of Jesus be exalted. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do. And Lord, we're praying, God, for that peace that passes all understanding for every heart, every mind, every soul. Lord, we are asking, Lord, for comfort for those who have lost loved ones during this time. Lord, we ask for your peace, for your comfort. Lord, for you are our refuge. You are our strength. May you use this time, God, to open up eyes that we would know that you are God and there is no other. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I want to encourage all of you to continue praying. Pray with your families. Pray together. Use the freed up time that you have to be closer to Jesus and be Jesus. Keep your uh, Lenten prayer guide with you. Let's pray together. Be united. We're the church. And we can make an amazing difference to those around us. We're going to close singing Waymaker. Because that's our God. He can make a way when there seems to be none. Let's worship God as we bring our service to a close.